0: I'm your host, Gil Martin, I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. What an exciting game, Game 4 turned out to be. The Islanders hold on for a 3-2 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. The series heads back to Tampa for Game 5 tonight, all even at two games apiece. We're going to break down this game, talk about how the Islanders were able to pull it off, and look ahead to Game 5, a pivotal game right now tonight in Tampa Bay. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on today's episode, including an Islanders' birthday of the day that features a member of all four Islander Stanley Cup-winning teams. You need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So, the Islanders pull off the 3-2 win, all three goals coming in the second period. We're going to break that down, including the amazing play by Ryan Pulak that I think is finally going to put Pulak on the map nationally, uh, something that is long overdue and well-deserved. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss Feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. We also uh, can be followed on Twitter. To follow the show at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, uh, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. I'm always live tweeting during every Islanders game and will keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings. So, let's get down to business. Game 4, Islanders get three second period goals and then hang on in what was an amazingly exciting hockey game to win 3-2. Goals by Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzal, and the game winner to Matt Martin in a a game that was unbelievable. But the play that everybody's talking about was the final seconds of the game. Islanders clinging to a 3-2 lead. Tampa Bay pulling their goalie. Defenseman Ryan McDonough of Tampa Bay Making a -a spinorama to set up a, a scoring opportunity. Simeon Varlamov out of the goal, making an earlier save. The rebound wide open. And who steps up to block the shot? But Ryan Pulak, he steps in, stops it. Clock expires, and the Islanders even the series at two games apiece in one of the most thrilling and magical moments at the Nassau Coliseum in recent memory. And, you know, you have heard me talk on this show about the importance of the duo of Pellick and Pulak and how those two guys are so valuable to the New York Islanders uh, based on the little things they do, stuff that doesn't always show up in a box score, sometimes you know, can be measured with uh, your analytics and next-gen stats, where you talk about shot opportunities, five-on-five, and and, and all of those advanced statistics. But here's the thing. If you want to be a famous, nationally known player, number one, playoff success always helps. The Islanders now in the conference finals for two consecutive years, so that definitely puts players on a national stage, and that certainly helps get them a bigger national reputation or league-wide reputation. But the other thing you need is a magic moment. And coming in the playoffs, that makes it even more important. I can tell you right now that Pulak will... A, this moment will be relived by Islanders fans for a long time to come. And B, finally, I think after this moment, Ryan Pulak is going to start getting some attention from the national media beyond, oh yeah, he's really good, he really helps the Islanders, he's underrated, underrated, under the radar. You know what, you got a moment like this, where a a game and almost quite literally a season is on the line. Because, let's face it, if this game goes to overtime, the Islanders are demoralized after losing a three-goal lead, and if they would have given up a goal in the final, you know, one or two seconds of the game to tie it, that would have been very tough to overcome emotionally. And if... The Islanders lose the game. They're down 3-1 to one with two of the remaining three games in Tampa. They'd have to win three in a row against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Needless to say, not an easy task. But that play by Ryan Pulak, basically saving the day for the New York Islanders and allowing them to even the series and... Just an unbelievable play. Heads up, smart, uh, sacrificing his body. And, you know, uh, amazingly enough, no player who is not a goalie, no skater can be credited with a save. So statistically, that goes down as a blocked shot, not a save. And it was great to see on... Twitter afterwards, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, nominating Ryan Pulak for the Vesna Trophy and, and all kinds of great things like that. But it's tough to try to figure out an equivalent for this play by Ryan Pulak. I mean, some people were comparing it to the 2009 Stanley Cup final save in the closing seconds by Marc-Andre Fleury, then with Pittsburgh stopping Nick Lidstrom with about 1.5 seconds left, Uh, but there's a difference in that Marc-Andre Fleury is a goalie, and Ryan Pulak is a defenseman who stepped up and made that smart, heady play right now i will say that if the islanders go on to win this series and win the stanley cup this save by ryan Pulak is going to go down in islanders history among it's already among the greatest plays in franchise history you know you you talk about big goals like the one that ended the easter epic or bob nystrom's overtime uh you know game winner in game 6 of the 1980 Stanley Cup final. You could talk about penalty shots from 2002, all kinds of moments that were magic, but now you got to add the Ryan Pulak moment, and this one will go down in NHL history to an extent, and in Islanders history for sure, as a great moment, and if I'm Ryan Pulak, I know I won't have to buy a beer for myself on Long Island for quite some time. All right, we're going to look at the game a little bit more broadly. Talk about the things the Islanders did well. Break down that second period, which was absolutely incredible. We'll also look ahead to the pivotal Game Five tonight. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious permanent flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors? And I'll tell you, those go in a hurry. So if you see one you like, make sure you get it quickly. There are nine permanent flavors, coconut, cherry, mint brownie, double chocolate, my personal favorite, salted caramel. There is something for everyone, and if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box, which will give you two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the built Bar flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, which means they're not only great tasting, but they are healthy, too. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So let's break down that second period for the New York Islanders, because it was an impressive one. They scored all three of their goals in that period. And the amazing thing is, you know, in the first period it was a a scoreless hockey game, but the Islanders were kinda hanging around, outshot eleven to four, and really they were getting outplayed, but Varlamov was equal to the task. And the Islanders still did a pretty good job of, you know, limiting the quality of Tampa Bay's shots. But in that second period, after the first few minutes the islanders really took control of that hockey game and they outshot tampa bay 17 to 9 and the lightning went a long stretch without a meaning meaningful quality scoring chance and that was fantastic you had the three goals and i think the beautiful thing about it was that these three goals were all set up by smart heady typical New York Islanders-style hockey. Uh, The Matt Martin goal coming off of a a great four-check, for example. And the fourth line, the identity line, really did set the tone for that throughout the hockey game. So that four-check was the key to the third goal. If you go back and look at the first goal, which was the Josh Bailey goal it was really set up by a few things that created that play it started with a turnover at the islanders blue line and the islanders did a good job of you know preventing tampa from having momentum and getting into the offensive attack zone you know with speed and you know didn't let the islanders fall back on their heels so you start with that turnover at the Islanders' uh, blue line, and then Brock Nelson with a great backhand pass showed good vision, good anticipation, and Josh Bailey with a monster shot. And that made it one to nothing, and, and that was a great, great play. Then the second goal, the Islanders took advantage again of a mistake. Uh, Point lost his stick and Palmieri was in front of the goal to screen Vasilevsky, and again, Barzal with a rebound. He's able to tap at home, and voila, it is two to nothing Islanders. And again, just smart hockey. Cal Clutterbuck helping to set that up, and Clutter had two assists in this game, and the Islanders really just got it done. Uh cashing in on turnovers, getting goals off the four check, getting, you know, keeping Tampa Bay, which is a powerful and talented team, from really uh, establishing play in the Islander zone. That is the recipe this team needs to win, and I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that that second period on Saturday was one of the best periods, if not the best period, that the Islanders played in this postseason. And they've had some very, very good playoff periods so far. And, you know, the Islanders did indeed stay out of the penalty box for most of this game. And that is vital for the team that they stayed out of the box, only gave Tampa Bay a, a handful of power play opportunities, and that is vital as well. We know how dangerous the lightning power play is, and so when you break down the statistics and know that Tampa Bay only had one power play chance in this game, that tells you a lot. It it shows you that the Islanders were not only playing smart hockey, they were playing discipline hockey. Because, again, just like in Game 3, Tampa Bay, they are big, they are physical, and they try to get under the skin of the New York Islanders. And you know what? The Islanders did not take the bait. And they found that mix that you need to find between not backing down or being intimidated by the opposition, but also not taking retaliatory and foolish penalties. They got a feel for how the referees were calling the game, and they acted accordingly. And the result, again, was just a single power play opportunity for the Lightning. The Islanders killed it off, and That is a big, big consideration in winning these games. You'll notice, Game 1 and Game 4, the two games the Islanders won, the penalty kill was good when it needed to be, but Tampa Bay did not have a lot of power play opportunities to cash in on. And, you know, I give the Lightning a lot of credit. They came back in the third period, made it a game. But to me, one of the turning points of the game in the third period was the timeout utilized by Barry Trotz. Look, there were still 12 minutes and 17 seconds left in the hockey game when Tyler Johnson scored to make it 3 to 2. And you could feel the momentum in the building switching over to the Lightning. But when. Barry Trotz called that timeout. The Islanders collected themselves, calmed down, and were able to slow down the Tampa Bay attack for the rest of the period, not stop it, but the momentum, the 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 chance after chance that Tampa Bay was getting, that didn't happen after the timeout until the closing seconds of the game and The Islanders did a very good job of shutting down Tampa's momentum and keeping their cool and holding on to that 3-2 lead, highlighted by the Pulak block shot slash what is really a save at the end of the game in the closing second. So, great effort for the New York Islanders, another magic moment at the Old Barn And now we look ahead to game five. We'll have a full preview of game five, plus a look at our Islanders' birthday of the day, a four time Stanley Cup champion with the Islanders. All of that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You also have the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously, and all your UFC, MMA action. If you're a soccer fan, you've got the Euro tournament going on right now. So, before the next face-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, And contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We want to wish a very happy 67th birthday to former islanders forward bob Bourne, the native of Netherhill, saskatchewan was originally drafted by the old kansas city scouts in the third round in 1974 but was traded to the islanders in one of the best trades that bill tory made in his career as islanders gm and boy there were a lot of good ones Joined the Islanders for the 74-75 season and stayed with the team through the end of the 1985-86 campaign before finishing out his career with two seasons with the L.A. Kings. Born a member of all three, uh, all four, excuse me, Islanders Stanley Cup-winning teams, had three seasons of 30 goals or more, including a career-high 35 goals and 76 points in 1980-81. In 1980, the first Stanley Cup run for the Islanders, 20 points in 21 games for Bourne, including 10 goals. And then in 1983, on the final Stanley Cup winning run, 20 games, 8 goals, 28 points. So 20 assists in 20 playoff games that year for Bob Bourne. We're going to look back at one of his Better games with the Islanders. The Winnipeg Arena, March eleventh nineteen 1981. The original Winnipeg Jets going up against the Islanders. Uh, Roland Melanson got the start for the Islanders against Michelle Dion for Winnipeg, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Just 16 seconds in, Dennis Potvin is 19th. Brian Trottier and Ken Morrow with the helpers, one to nothing. Islanders, but the Jets got back into it. An unassisted goal by Willie Lindstrom at 5.03 made it 1-1, and then Mark Plantery, his first from Ron Wilson at 15.09. The Jets had a 2-1 lead, but the Islanders came back and tied it late in the period. Mike Bossy is 62nd of the year. Bob Bourne and Mike McEwen with the helpers, 2-2 after 20 minutes. In the second period, Anders Caller gives the Isles the lead, his 34th from John Tonelli and Billy Carroll, and then Bob Bourne, who was fast and a good penalty killer, he got a shorthanded goal. His 28th from Dennis Potvin at 10:04, 4 to 2 Islanders. Ron Wilson, a power play goal later in the second, made it 4-3, heading into the third period. Then, Clark Gillies, his 27th from Dennis Potvan and Bob Nystrom, and in the closing seconds, An empty netter by Bob Bourne. His 29th, Islanders skate away with a 6-3 win over the Winnipeg Jets for Bob Bourne. Two goals, one assist, three points, a plus four to lead the team. And he had the two goals on three shots. Billy Smith, the win, 18 saves. Uh, Roland Melanson gave up two goals early and then was pulled after the first period. So again, a very happy birthday to Bob Bourne, four-time Stanley Cup champion with the New York Islanders. He is 67 years old today, and we wish him all the best on his birthday. Game five tonight at Tampa, and well, it's going to be a vital, vital hockey game. A couple of things to think about. Obviously, Tampa Bay has the last change now. They have the advantage in matchups. I think we will continue to see uh, the separation of Pelican and Pulak at times to minimize that advantage. We also may see some more of Kyle Palmieri on the top line for the Islanders. They filled him in, moved Uncle Leo down to the third line at times depending on whether the team needed offense or defense, I think Barry Trotz will continue to play that kind of flexibility with his lines going forward. One other statistic that sticks out in my mind, the Islanders and and Lightning, whoever scored first in all four games, has gone on to win each of those games. So getting the first goal, especially on the road, is going to be important. The Islanders need to play smart Islanders hockey. If they do that, they are capable of beating any team in the league, including the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think if they stay out of the penalty box and prevent the Lightning from getting too many quality scoring chances, they are more than capable of winning. Look, in each of the first two series this year, The Islanders got a split in the first two games on the road, came back to the Coliseum and split there, and then won games five and six to win the series in six games. This is a big opportunity for the Islanders to get a chance to regain home ice advantage and possibly close out the series at the Old Barn on Wednesday night. So we will watch this game carefully. I'd love To slow down Braden Point, he has been so dangerous for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He has been a scoring machine, and hopefully the Islanders can find some way to shut him down. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with a full analysis and recap of Game 5 and a look ahead to Game 6. Don't forget I'm live tweeting during every Islanders game, so please join us for that. Always great to interact with the fans, and I'll give you my instant insight and analysis. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!